What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. Welcome back to the We Love Horror Podcast. Where we talk about anything and everything horror. I'm Michael. And I'm Madison. And welcome back, everybody. Hi, Maddie. I'm back. She's back by popular demand. And better than ever, baby. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, we were just talking about it and you haven't been on my podcast for two years. Two years, January 3rd, 2021. It's a long time. When we discussed the boy. We did. That was a very fun episode. You guys should check that out if you haven't listened to it yet. For all the Yes, for all the newer listeners that haven't listened to the older episodes yet, go to the boy because my sister is on that as well. So welcome back, sis. Thank you. You look gorgeous today. You look gorgeous. The mustache is really doing it for you, darling. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just trying to attract what I want to attract. So I got to be a daddy to get a daddy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's the logic, you know? That's my <laughs> logic. Anyway, welcome back. Um, so uh, first of all, since you don't have a podcast or anything, I don't know if you want to plug in your Instagram page for the listeners, but I mean, no, you can okay. if you want to. Okay, so no, we'll just skip. I don't accept people I don't really know anyways, so they could try, but I would probably reject them. <laughs> okay. You usually ask me, you're like, do you know this person? And I'm like, yes, or I'll say no, and you're like, okay, good. Yeah, well, I mean, in the line of work I'm in, I, like, don't want my clients following me on Instagram. So I'm like, if I don't know you, like, I don't know who they know, you know? You That's know, you true. know? Skipping right along, since, you know, you don't have a – a podcast or an Instagram that you want to plug in. We'll just go right into what have you been doing, watching, reading, listening to lately? Oh, girl. Okay. Um, we'll start with watching. So my <laughs> I've been binge watching Workaholics. And, oh. oh, my God. Blake Anderson, if you're listening, hit me up. <laughs> I love him. Have you seen that show before? No, but I know who that is. He's hot. With the hair? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is because not my usual type for one. It's his personality, I think. Yeah. And I don't know. That show is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I've been <laughs> watching that. I just finished the regular show, you know, the cartoon. With the rap. bird and the yeah. something else. The yeah. last episode tore me up really sad stuff if you know you know um the guys from workaholics also have a podcast i've been listening to it's called that this is important 
podcast. Mm. Um, and I've been listening to a lot of Screamo. So. Really? I'm going Again? through that phase. I don't know. It's because when I started going to the gym, it was like Taylor Swift. And then that wasn't enough. And so it's like. I don't look at me like that. I know, but like when, you wouldn't understand because when you're at the gym, like Taylor Swift is like she's great, but she's like not hype enough. Well, you can't listen to like folklore or evermore while you're working out. You gotta listen to like 1989 or like Reputation. That whole album is like doesn't do it for me. I need like the real gritty stuff. Like I need people to scream at me. Oh. Okay. You know Get up off your fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Go to the gym and get a fucking ass. We shred. <laughs> you lazy fucking bitch. <laughs> get a life and go to the gym. What was that song we wrote that one time? <laughs> my mother fucking shred. What was that? I threw my mother down the stairs because I was fucking shred. Yeah. I don't know. It was fucking. I um. Uh, I I ran my cat over with my car, and now he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This is the shit that me and my sister come up with. Yeah. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Cause we shred. Yeah. The best. Oh, Lord. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. Sorry, that was kind of a little longer, it's but. Fine. You no. asked what I've been doing. <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> yeah. But please not no. workaholics. You won't regret it. It's the highlight. It's the only thing that's keeping me going right now, if I'm being honest. That's good. You should also um, watch uh, the last season of Dead to Me because I know you haven't watched it yet because you have not talked to me about it yet. Because um, I don't have Netflix. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so mom and dad um, canceled it and I'm too cheap to pay for it because I have the NBA <laughs> league pass and it's like $20 a month. And then half the time when I'm watching a basketball game, it'll just like kick me out of the app like 20 times. And I'm like, oh my God. I don't know if you guys know this, but Maddie's a minimalist. Um, She kind of lives off the land. She has no internet. <laughs> she just works off whatever hotspot that she has. Um, She does not have Netflix, but she does have NBA. Um. <laughs> Priorities. Listen, I'm frugal, okay? Well, obviously not because I'm spending $20 for basketball a month, but I I don't need internet. This is working just fine. This works just fine for her. It does. <laughs> minimalist at its finest only hot love girls it. have hotspot is their main source of connection <laughs> it's a, not a hot girl summer it's a hot girl hotspot <laughs> oh, am i just checking um, all your boxes boys i know <laughs> she must be there's some guy out there that's like damn yeah she likes to live off the land hell yeah <laughs> i do shower though <laughs> yeah she does shower but she only showers with um carbon footprint uh type uh shampoo and conditioner and body wash yeah. um she actually makes it herself <laughs> i do she makes her body own mud masks as well yeah, she... i just go into the back alley to get my supplies for that Next to the dumpster, there's just a big hole outside. Every dumpster where I just go dig up dirt. 
it likes to live off like the land and live in the land. <laughs> what did you say? So you walk in my bathroom, I'm just like caked in mud. I'm just like, oh. I'm sorry, you weren't supposed to see me this way. <laughs> you interrupted my um midday uh, mud mask. <laughs> my self-care. <laughs> my mud mask cleanse. I do this every day. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, good stuff. <clears throat> oh, fuck. As far as I'm concerned, uh, I haven't really been watching, reading, listening to anything lately because I've just, you know, been so busy this month moving and, you know, all that stuff. So I'm oh. not as interesting as Madison is today. I'm so sorry. Well, it's okay because I forgot that I asked. <laughs> well, you didn't, but uh, it is my podcast, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you'll never be as interesting as me, darling. That is true. Story of my life. I've been the ugly duckling. Still am the ugly duckling. (laughs) Someone will think you're cute. Who? Someone. Lots of people do. Eventually. I do. I'm just kidding. You're very cute. Love the energy. I I think we all got good genes, so. Oh, yeah. Our parents I think we all got scored. we all got them good genes. What? Our parents scored with us. Well, <laughs> we got did. good genes to a certain extent because have you seen our foreheads? <laughs> I mean, let's be real. <laughs> we got ten heads. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay though. It's okay. Our noses make up for it. And our chins. <laughs> and our chins. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, like. Um, but yeah, as far as that's concerned, oh, I did see Titanic in the theater, but I already talked about that in my last episode, but I why haven't you to do that? And I just haven't because they started at 645 and I'm usually in bed by like nine. Is that the only showtime they have? Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't really want to be up that late on a work night or somebody <laughs> might die if I'm too tired. You know. Yeah, yeah. Maddie's one of those. You don't want to wake <laughs> her up before her uh for her time to rise. So. Yeah, I need my beauty sleep. She turns into a bloodthirsty vampire. So <laughs> if you wake her up too early, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, have you ever seen Thirty Days of Night, honey? That's Maddie. <laughs> yeah, I was actually an extra in that movie, and then they were like, "You're she too actually played good the-, for the lead part, so we'll just no you." Yeah, you know, you played the little girl in the shop that's eating the guy when she's like, you want to play with me now? That's you. I've never seen that movie, so. Oh, I thought you'd seen it. No. Oh, well, that's a movie you got to watch because that's a great movie. Um, But yeah, that out of the way. Let's get into the We Love Horror question round. I know you have a really good question for me today, so. I do. Ask away. Are you ready to have your socks blown off your body? Hell yeah. Okay. Um, you're set up on a blind date with the Holy Trinity. Okay. So Freddie, Jason, and Michael, what's your biggest mm-hmm. ick for each of them? <laughs> um, oh, okay. So my biggest ick for Freddie, I have two. Can I, can I list two for Freddie? Sure. Because he's got that, you know, that burnt skin. Not really, not really into it. I I know that there's like a thing called getting enough vitamin D, but it looks like he got a little too much of it. 
Um, and then as far as the claws go, the claw, I'm not really sure how we can have fun in the bedroom because it just would look like a crime scene afterward. He only has one, though. I looked because I was going to use that as well. Um, but he, when, his other hand is free. He only has the claws on one. Yeah, but like what if, you know, what if his claw hand is his dominant hand, obviously, because it's the hand that he uses to, you know, kill people with. So it's like, what if he doesn't use this hand and it's just useless? What if it's like a dead hand, basically? Right, right. You know, because yeah. he can't feel anything anyway, because all of his skin is burned. So his like, you know, no, his nerve endings and stuff are, so he can't really feel. So I don't know. I just feel, I just would rather not get scissored with a pair of gl- claws, you know? get scissored yeah you know fingered scissored however you i'm thinking lesbian aren't i yeah i don't really know what's going on um (laughs) you are a male honey (laughs) i guess you could the back door is an option um my biggest ick (laughs) with freddie have you looked at his teeth honey oh yeah those gingivitis much girl Girl, he got that milk rot (laughs) You got that real crap. No, but seriously, if you just like Google Freddy Krueger teeth, like, oof, they're all a little bit different, but none of them are good. So, <laughs> you know, just imagine kissing that at the end of the night. It's not cute. It's like the worst nightmare you could ever have. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Part seven. Freddy's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> nightmare on Elm Street, part 12. <laughs> the the revenge of Freddy's stank teeth, <laughs> and then the and then the um the tagline will be got that milk rot, <laughs> and we all know the answer is yes, he does. <laughs> he's got a lot of things. He's got a lot of issues. So, um, let's see. As far as Jason goes, he's got he's got too many mommy issues for me. He's yeah. you know. And he's afraid of water, so I like water. I'm an I'm a I'm a sea creature at heart. I don't like the ocean, but I do like swimming in water. Like I like he doesn't like water because he drowned in the in Crystal Lake. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't work because like our first date would go be going to like a water park, and I just don't I don't think that would work for him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But he could just like sit there. And but that's not. We don't know what's underneath all of that. He could be. He looks kind of. Mm, I don't know. No, you haven't seen his face, girl. It's not cute. <laughs> is there J- like, can you see his face? Yeah. His- the whole point of all of these people. Well, I guess Freddie isn't wearing a mask, is he? Um. <laughs> no, you see Jason's face like quite a bit throughout the franchise and it looks, it's pretty hideous. Well, I'm obviously so. kind of ratting myself out that I'm not the biggest horror bluff out there. Sorry, guys. I'm just here for a good time. That's okay. Friday the 13th is fine because Friday the 13th is then not that great of a franchise anyway. So I might be committing the major sin by saying that, but a lot of people already know that. So it's fine. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just going to say his mommy issues are kind of an issue. He's a little bit too... Um, he talks to his mom a lot. You yeah. know? It's really weird. And he, he sees dead visions of his mom. So it's schizophrenia not gonna work for me yeah that's a little weird i was gonna say the same thing kind of like i've never heard him speak does he speak no okay so one it would just be really awkward because he wouldn't talk but if he did talk it would just be him talking about his mom and like i love a mama's boy but at some point it's like creepy yeah and it's definitely for sure yeah 
Um, with Michael, I mean, <laughs> Michael's tall, dark, and handsome. There's not a whole lot wrong with him. So, I mean, I think the only thing that I think is wrong with him is that it'd be a little... Um, It'd be a little tricky to take him to family reunions because he likes to kill people that are part of his bloodline. And right. so like if we were if we were to be married, like he'd probably try to murder my family as well. So it'd be it'd be a little tricky. And well, no one would show up to our wedding on his side of the family because he's killed everybody. So Right. Okay. It'd be a little awkward mm-hmm. and uncomfortable. What about you? Um but other than that, he's a he's a <laughs> hot stuff, baby. Yeah. <laughs> He's hot. <laughs> yeah, for you, baby. Um, <laughs> the only ick, okay, because I'm with you on this. The coveralls really do it for me. Um, he has great hands. I don't know if you've seen him. Look really strong. He's mysterious, which we like, don't we, ladies? Um, the only thing is that his name is Michael and your name is Michael. And I yeah. – has anyone ever dated someone with their sibling's name? Because I think that would be too far for me. <laughs> Too weird. Too close to home. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, yeah, Michael, he'd get a second date. Oh, he he's, like, marriage material for sure for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. I like I like that you added he's, like, mysterious and, you know, likes to hide in the shadows because that's kind of what he does. Yeah, behind so. bushes. Behind bushes and doorways, you know, kind of. He, Hides he, he's in very, doorways. <laughs> yeah. He's very um, skulky and, like, you know. He's he's the silent type, but he's that's the mystery behind it. You and know? we love a man in uniform. You know, is he a mechanic? Is he an HVAC plumber? Ugh. Girl, I don't know. All I know is that he's bona fide. <laughs> he can plumb. He can plumb my plumbing any day. So he's a man candy. Yeah. So I think Michael wins the wins the uh, date out of the three. Right. Right. For sure definitely marriage material did you like that question i did that was fun (laughs) that was really fun (laughs) what you look disappointed what's wrong no i'm like proud of that question oh okay to it i was also (laughs) gonna ask you if you could freaky friday with a final girl who would you pick uh i was gonna say sydney prescott but she like she's dealt with a lot of people that have died that are close to her so i don't know if i want to be that Mm. probably sydney prescott okay. I don't <laughs> she's kind of because she's hot and she's a badass so yeah cool. we'll, we'll go with that i just like saying freaky friday great freaky friday freaky friday freaky friday freaky friday freaky friday freaky friday very that <laughs> i love your snort <laughs> thank you I do it a lot. That was not me, for the record. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, what's my, my question? question? Well, my question's um, a little more basic. Since I didn't ask you a question last time, um, I thought I'd ask you the you know the staple question that I normally ask people. So, if you were trapped on a desert island, what five films would you take with you? Like five horror films would you take with you? Okay. Um, in no particular order because. Mm. I just am putting these together. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. The original or the remake? No, the remake. I'm sorry. I cannot get into old movies. If it was before like 2000, get out of here. Do you hear this, people? I think my sister is like one of the only people in the history of the world that actually likes the 2010 remake. Because that movie is garbage. But it's okay. It's Maddie's pick. It's fine. Um, 
It is. Ask anyone. It's you garbage. You don't come at me like that. But the guy, that's the, <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's the one that we always watch together, right? <laughs> yeah, because we haven't seen, I've never shown you the older ones before. I like the, I like that movie. I think it's great. And I really like the main guy. I, I mean, I, I guess, cool. yeah, he is he is cute. Um, I guess that's fair because you haven't seen the originals, so I guess it's okay that you don't. Oh. I just, I can't get into old films. Like, I, I just, I can't do it physically. Mm. Um, like, I think The Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink are the exception to that. Those are the only movies that are made, like, prior to, like, Hot Chick. To your Rob birth. Schneider. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that's as far as I'll go back. Okay. I don't know why. See, Something about it. That's fair. Like Not- current movies that are like placed in the like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. I like, but I like the modern technology. Yes. The camera, the music. I like, I like shiny new things. <laughs> she likes shiny things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake. I'm sorry. Come at me. Come at me. I dare ya. Come I'll at me, bitch. You. I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah. Um. So Nightmare on Elm Street. I really like Dead Silence. That's a good one. Billy! <laughs> that's not the right movie. I know, but that's his name. I, I just said Hot Chick, like, a second ago. Billy! Billy! <laughs> um, Thank you, Henry. Yeah, I love that movie. Um... Final Destination 3. Yes. Great movie. I can get on board with that one. Great movie. Um, and that is the best Final Destination. So it if is. anyone says anything different, they can look me up. <laughs> look up her address. <laughs> <laughs> She'll fight you in the parking lot. <laughs> She'll fight you in the driveway of a mobile home, all right? <laughs> More like she'll fight you in the backwoods because she lives off the land, remember? (laughs) Just shake my tent a little bit. (laughs) I know you're waiting. I'll put my my fighting boots on. (laughs) Which is one holy sock that the toe fits through because she doesn't buy socks either. (laughs) It's it's like that on purpose, though, so I can just, like, stick one toe up your butt. Surprise! <laughs> it's the, the way you, the way you said that, so I can stick one toe up your back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh lord. Okay, um, and then Hereditary. I said that's so weird. <clears throat> that's a good one. A very good movie. Um, Insidious. That's a great Insidious one. Insidious is like the only movie that actually scares me, and that is a really freaky movie. That still scares you, or? Yeah, like, it still freaks me out because, like, the whole concept of it is really scary. Yeah, because astral projection is, like, a real thing, too. Yeah, and sometimes I, like, get sleep paralysis and, like, it's scary. And I know that's not really what that movie is. It's, like, about, like, coming out of your body while you're asleep. But I'm, like, what if that happens to me? I don't know. It's super scary. And where do we go when we're asleep? Like, this is some real scary stuff. So that movie actually freaks me out and the, like, tiptoe. Where they're like dancing. Ooh, that sounds so scary. That's so freaky. Yeah. And then I have a bonus one, and you're Ooh. not gonna see this coming. 
and you're going to be so shocked and you're going to be really happy. Okay. Okay. Prom night. The remake? The remake, right? I don't know. The, with, the one with Britney Snow? Yeah. Okay. That ma- does make me happy because I feel like a lot of people talk shit about that movie and it's not that bad of a movie. I love that movie. And we used to watch that all the time. We did. We did watch that all the time. <laughs> I used movie. to, I used to, uh, remember when Jasmine, uh, it was like right after, I remember this vividly for some reason, cause it was right after Vernon and Shannon's wedding. And I know this because Jasmine was still wearing the dress that she wore at the wedding. And we filmed, we filmed a reenactment of the scene where Lisa's running through like the mezzanine level like the unfinished part of the hotel, me and Jasmine filmed that scene on my camera for some reason. It, I mean, it was awful. It was terrible because <laughs> I remember most of it. And I was like, oh God, this is terrible. But like, I don't know why I remember that night so vividly. Like we filmed that entire thing. So hmm. yeah. interesting. I like that movie. I, it's, and I it's, love Britney Snow. Oh, me too. That's why you need to watch X. She's so good in X. Yeah, I haven't seen it. You need I've to watch been it. watching Workaholics. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my number She's one watching- priority. <laughs> well, is it almost over? Yeah, I'm on season seven. Well, I guess you can watch X after. No, because then I'm just going to start it right back from the beginning. <laughs> That's how I am with One Tree Hill. I swear to God, I finished One Tree Hill and I'm just like, all right, start it over. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, though, I skip season two altogether because season two is just like that season that's just, it has some good moments. But the whole Nathan and Haley and her going off on tour for like half of the season, it's just so boring. And that freaking other musician that tries to break up their marriage. Chris Keller. Yeah, Chris Keller. If you're listening, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm coming for you. But wouldn't you want Chris Keller to break up the marriage yeah, so that actually, you could be with Nathan? That because Nathan, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> James Lafferty, if you're listening to the podcast, my sister's in love with you. In love with you. He is so fine. Speaking of One Tree Hill, I woke up with the realization today that One Tree Hill is going to be 20 years old this year. Wow. That is so fucking wild. I literally shot up in bed and went, One Tree Hill is 20 years old this year. And then went back. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. But (laughs) can you imagine? (laughs) I just wake up out of a dead sleep and I'm just like, one Tree Hill is 20 years old this year, and then I just fall back asleep. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be funny. <laughs> oh, Lord. That was a really fun question round. Thank you for participating. How long has it been? We're at 30, 40 minutes. I'm so sorry, everybody. Don't be sorry. These are the, This is how long my u- episodes usually take anyway. Um, okay, so now we're going to get into the official film discussion. Are you ready to get into the loved ones? I forgot about that part. <laughs> I know. We've been, we've been you know, just chatting the shit for the last, you know, 40 minutes. Chatting <laughs> the shit. <laughs> what is the word? What is the actual the term for that? What? Shooting the shit? There we go. That's what it is. I know what I said. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, the shit. Okay, so The Loved Ones came out in 2009. It has an IMDb score of 6.6 out of 10, which I think is a little bit low, but that's fine. I I'd at least give it like a 7.5, so. Yeah. Is it like I'm... a scale of 1 to 10? Yeah. I'd give it like an 8. Okay, I'd give it a 7.5. I, I think 6.6 is fine 
because I mean it's above average. It's like I think it's certified fresh, technically. So, but I still think it's low for my personal liking. So I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Okay. Um. Okay. <laughs> when uh the synopsis is when brent turns down his classmate lola's invitation to the prom she concocts a wildly violent plan for revenge it's directed by sean byrne and he's known for obviously this movie and the devil's candy which is another really really good horror film um but he hasn't made a lot since these two movies so i'm kind of shocked i'm waiting for his next movie to come out so uh, it stars, ooh, the hunk. He's so hot. And maybe not in this movie, but in other things, he's super hot. Uh, Xavier Samuel is Brent. And he's known for Roadkill, Bait, Twilight Eclipse, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2, Adore, and Fury. Uh, Robin McLevy is, you were going to say something? Oh, I was just going to ask if we could take a moment for Brent's top teeth. For his what? His top teeth. They're very nice. Very nice teeth. He has a very nice nose, too. Yep. That was all I was going to say. You can go on. And he also has nice hands. I figured Maddie would like his hands. You know, I don't even know that I even looked at his hands, but I'll Google it while you continue and I'll let you know what I think. Okay. I'm a hands gal. She is. Um, Robin McLevy as Lola. She's an Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. 50 episodes of Hell on Wheels and Roman's Ark. I don't know any of these. I know Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, but I haven't seen the other two. Um, and then John Brumpton is Daddy. Richard Wilson is Jamie. And Victoria Thane is Holly. Those are the three other people that are like the main people, I feel like. Did you just say so-and-so is Daddy and just like move on from that really fast? <laughs> That's what his... That is what... <laughs> that is what his... <laughs> he is not Daddy in the sense that he is hot. I will... <laughs> Not at all. Um, but that's his. That's what his description is on IMDb. That's his character's name is Daddy. He doesn't have a name. I'm not joking. Look it up, girl. The ultimate drip. <laughs> got that drip, drip. Got that wet, wet. Got that. Do it. You do it so good. I I don't even got that wet, wet. Got that drip, drip. Got the super so. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I don't even remember. I had so much more before, but I'm still trying to... What is this movie called? I'm trying... Loved Ones. Okay, I've been trying to Google his hands the whole time you've been talking, and I cannot remember the title. Why don't you look up Xavier Samuel, and you'll see more pictures of him. I have no idea what his name even was. It's on the freaking... It's on the freaking outline. Do you not have your outline opened up right now? Was I supposed to? Get your shit together. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Let's see. Um, Xavier Samuel. Oh my god, I'm challenged with technology. He's so hot. I thought that's why you were saying, "Oh my god," because it sounded very sexual when you said it. So I was like, "Oh yeah, she thinks he's hot. Cool." No, but I'm not finding a lot of pictures of his hands. But yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. <laughs> Maybe I wrote something on here actually about his hands on my notes. Did you actually like handwrite your notes too? Yeah. I love that. They look I used terrible. to do that. Now I ha- now I type them, but <laughs> nothing about Fletcher. his hands. Duncan Fletcher, who the fuck's that? He wet himself. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Barring. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, fuck. Okay. <clears throat> so I couldn't really find anything on the budget because this movie didn't get, like, I don't think it really got a theatrical release. And if it did, it was very small. So I kind of have a little bit of backstory with this movie. So um, the film screened at several festivals, including the Toronto International Film Festival at on the 13th of September 2009 and the Hong Kong International Film Festival on April 3rd, 2010. In America, it was screened at the AFI Fest on October 31st, 2009. Um, the San Francisco International Film Festival on May 2nd, 2010. And... Uh, the 2010 Dallas International Film Festival and the 2010 South by Southwest Film Festival. And the first DVD copies were released in the United States in November 2009 over the American film market. The Loved Ones ran in a limited theatrical release in the U.S. on the 1st of June 2012. The film was shown in Austin, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, New York, and San Francisco. Paramount Pictures and Insurge Pictures took over the U.S. rights. Uh, a Blu-ray version of the film has yet to be released in the United States. The film debuted on Blu-ray in the United Kingdom on October 8th, 2010 in a Region B locked disc. Okay. So I care. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, the film. The film. <laughs> the, film the film debuted on Blu-ray in Japan on August 5th, 2015 in a region-free disc, though it lacks any extras aside from the two trailers and now is now out of print. On review on review aggregate on review website Rotten Tomatoes, the loved ones earned a rating of 98% and an average score of 7.24 out of 10 based on 56 reviews. The site's consensus for the film reads successfully mixing the conventions of the teen and horror genres with a twist. Australian director Sean Byrne makes a striking directorial debut with The Loved Ones. The film ranks 49th place on the site's top 100 horror movies list. The film has been lauded for its tongue-in-cheek approach and its main twist towards the end of the film. It won the uh, Cadillac People's Choice Award Midnight Madness in 2009. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So it has a high it has a higher rating on Rotten Tomatoes than it does on IMDb, so I guess I'm happy about that. Yeah. It's a good movie, honestly. Yes. What, what I like about this one is our first episode, The Boy, season one, episode eight, like I mentioned earlier, go check it out. Um, but I loved that <laughs> I loved that movie before we watched it for this, and then all of my notes were just like this movie fucking sucks this movie sucks yeah this makes no sense this was stupid this person's annoying like everything was just ugly and bad about that movie after i watched it for the sake of doing a podcast i was worried that that was gonna ruin this one too but honestly like it didn't i still like this movie just as much if not more than i did before the episode so that's great because i tend to get critical yes you do you're the most critical bitch i know I said that I meant the term bitch and it's an endearing thing. So literally like anytime I ask Maddie for advice, like I asked Maddie if I should start growing out my mustache and she said yes. So I started doing it. If she would have said no, I would have shaved it. <laughs> That's how much Maddie's opinion means to me. So thank you. She tells me to jump. I jump. <laughs> <laughs> she told me to jump out my three story window right now. I probably would. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't, but there's three stories. No, I was just kidding. That's oh, I was two. like, but, give me a house tour. What? I wanted to add a little bit of height so that it maybe would <laughs> kill me if I fell. So. <laughs> just kidding. 
anyway <laughs> um but this movie also inspired a real life crime which is not so fun so in march 2013 at chester Tr- crown court judge elgin edwards described a sadistic torture murder as a reenactment of a scene from the film during sentencing judge evans described the defendant gary george as particularly liking the loved ones the victim andrew Nall, was brutally beaten sustained 45 49 knife wounds and had cleaning fluid found in his eyes george was sentenced to life imprisonment with a minimum term of 30 years Ooh, yikes um, cleaning in your eyes like cleaning stuff yeah that would be awful and i don't know if he was alive during that i'm assuming he was yeah so yikes yeah it's it's not yeah people are fucking crazy people are psycho yeah like the world the world is a scary place (laughs) it is i listened to a podcast yesterday on my way home from wichita and it was about the clutter family murders oh yeah and yeah like which happened right like literally 10 minutes away from you yeah Um, and i actually visited there when i came last summer i went to the i actually uh my our mom knew somebody i was gonna say my mom our mom knew someone (laughs) that was like friends with the family that lives there now so i got to drive up to like the house and actually see it i didn't get to go inside unfortunately i kind of wish i would have but because i feel like didn't they say they haven't really changed anything since the like the murders like the house basically looks the same i don't know they didn't talk about that in the podcast. Oh. But they talked some... about, like, the the two guys that, like, did it and everything. And it's just, like, yeah, sick. Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. Um, but moving on from that, we're going to get into the fun facts. I don't have very many. There weren't very many for this movie, unfortunately. Uh, but under the instructions of director Sean Byrne, Robin McLevy pre- prepared for the role of Lola by searching the serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer, as well as watching Misery, Natural Born Killers, and the works of Quentin Tarantino. So, yeah, that's kind of where she got the inspiration from. But good on her, because she's great in this fucking movie. Yeah. Lola? Yeah. What the hell just happened? My computer, like, shocked me hard. Is that what that, like weird sound was that all of a sudden like boomed into my freaking mic it freaking shocked the heck out of me um yeah lola's great yeah she's she's one of my favorite um horror villains she gets underlooked a lot i don't hear a lot of people talk about her but i think she's great i don't know why this just popped into my head but the when i think about her all i can think about is the part where she chugs the milk and then it's like "Ah," and there's like a bunch of screams. oh my gosh disgusting it's so gross i hate it so much because i because I, I just hate milk in general so to watch her chug that down and then do that i'm like Ugh. yeah it's so fucking gross Ooh. anyways continue <laughs> oh you're sorry yeah sorry <laughs> got all in <laughs> little <Lilla. laughs> um <laughs> what if we just did the whole podcast with noises like that was just <laughs> could you see my bottom lip when i did that (laughs) that's a major horsepower there oh man She's about to fly away. (laughs) (laughs) 
my god. Anyway, <clears throat> back on track, folks. Despite playing teenagers, Xavier Samuel was 25. Jesse Jessica McNamee McName. I'm just gonna say McNam. McNam. That sounds better. Jessica <laughs> McNam was 23, and Robin McLevy was 28 at the time of filming. Who? <laughs> <laughs> So are you, who are these people? <laughs> it's like you didn't even watch the movie. Well, I know like Grant, Lola, Holly, Jamie, Mia, but I don't know like who they actually are in real life. Like, can you like tell me which characters? So were- Xavier Samuel is well okay brent. just say brent was so and so years old i don't like i don't well these are the real actors names so yeah, no, but just dumb it down for me right. for okay second. fine okay fine so despite playing teen- teenagers brent was 25 okay holly was 23 and lola was 28 at the time of filming dang lola i know she doesn't look like that no she, she looks like she's literally 17 years old that's crazy i wonder also... if it's because of like the makeup and stuff yeah, I also get told that I look 17, so. <laughs> and she's the ripe old age of 22, so. Yes. Who? <laughs> I genuinely, like, you looked at me like you wanted me to, like, be like, wow. But I was, like, genuinely had no idea who you were talking about. It's like she didn't even fucking read the outline sheet that I sent to her. I did read the outline. Like, <laughs> five minutes ago and then i don't remember who these people are like who (laughs) oh lord okay man i'm keeping that in there because that's how fucking hilarious (laughs) um so this is the last fun fact i have lola injecting brent's vocal cords with bleach is similar to real life serial killer and torturer robert burdella who would do the same thing to a number of his victims for the same reason wow I love the scene where he, like, gets the salt thrown on his ouchie. His ouchie? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, his big heart that she carves into him. Yeah. And I love that scene because of the screaming. Like, it's not screaming because they put the bleach in his vocal cords. Oh, yeah. Every like, time, like, he... He's like, <laughs> Not quite like that, but it's like... <laughs> That is like, not what I intended that to sound like. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> Try it, Maddie. Go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to imitate his scream when he has the bleach in his throat, folks. In case that's what you're. In case you're wondering what the fuck we're doing. Oh my gosh! But nothing came out. <laughs> Oh, I hated that. That sounded pretty close, though. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> good. You uh, almost blew out my eardrums, but that, yeah, <laughs> pretty accurate. <laughs> oh fuck! But when I see that scene of them putting the salt on his freaking like huge, ouchy wound, like I think about: Have you ever put salt on a canker sore? Yeah. And how bad that hurts! Like you're sitting there, like fucking kinking the counter underneath you. You're like, oh my god, oh, oh, that hurts so bad. 
motherfucker like, yeah basically and you're like oh just one more second just <laughs> you know? yeah like i can't even imagine i can't imagine your face oh just one more second <laughs> oh my god okay <laughs> let's are you ready to get into the actual film discussion like yeah. the full the full film breakdown mm-hmm <clears throat> Okay, so we get into this first scene with Brent and his dad, and it's the only scene that we have with Brent's dad because he dies. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. He dead. <laughs> um, but they're like driving in the car, and you kind of get like, I like the dynamic between the two of them. I mean, you only get it in this scene, but they seem like they get along really well. Like he's giving his dad a hard time for like the music he listens to. And then his dad says something about like, it's better than the wrist slitting shit you listen to or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, I also like this opening scene because it's a it's not only like to set the tone of the movie, but it also kind of um, is a uh, good. What's the word? Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing of something to come. But it's also like a really good payoff. That's the word I was trying to think of. It's a payoff to like a kind of like a twist. There's actually several a couple of twists in this movie. But I really like the way that this one kind of sets this film in motion because they're driving. And then all of a sudden you see this fucking bloodied like man just walking in the middle of the road. So they swerve to miss him and they smack right into a tree. But I made a note about this with the guy walking down the street with the heart carved into him and everything. And I just like want to know why Brent wouldn't say to the police like, hey, there was a guy like, did he get a brain injury hitting the tree? Or, like, because if I got in an accident, I'd be like, dude, there was this guy in the middle of the road and I swerved to miss him. Because later on in the movie, when she's like, they never found that kid. Sorry if I'm skipping ahead. But oh, Lola tells them, like, they never found him. I should not, huh? We're gonna No, you're fine. I mean, um, we're going to be spoiling it anyway. And I'm sure people have seen it. So you're good. But he got away from Lola and her and daddy. <laughs> Um, daddy and then like never found him he's still missing like he dropped dead and like never got found obviously because of all of his wounds but if brent had seen him don't you think that he would have reported that and maybe they would have found this kid but because brent remembers because when they're lola's telling him that what was his name uh uh, timmy valentine valentine um when she's telling brent about timmy and how he got away he has a flashback of the guy walking down the road so clearly he didn't forget yeah bruh you just not gonna report that maybe he did and maybe that's just like i don't know it's just not said like what happened after because maybe he did say it or maybe he was just in so much shock you know because his dad did die so i think personally for me if i was in the car with our dad and that happened and he died. I think the last thing that I'd be worried about is like, Oh my God, there was someone in the middle of the road. You know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but like also I'd be like, I swerved cause there was someone in the middle of the road. Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I would like go into like all this detail about it. You yeah, know? I guess, I guess. Yeah. I mean, his dad died. We'll give him a break. My, my complaint with it is like, how the fuck did they never find his body? Yeah, where did he go? Because Lola yeah. and Daddy never found him. Yeah, they never found him. So maybe he just... Oh, God. <laughs> so maybe he just, like, died out in the... I mean, it is Australia, so he probably got eaten by a lot of, like, animals and shit. So maybe that's why. But, like, 
I just feel like if he was that close to like the scene of the accident, someone would have, I don't know, someone would have found him maybe. Yeah. Like if you see a car smash into a tree, I, if I were Timmy, I'd be like, hey, obviously cops are going to come at some point. Let me just hang out right here. <laughs> well, he is kind of brain dead, so. Maybe. Did they get the, well, I guess we don't know if they ever bright-eyed him. They probably did because he looks like when they when the car like swerves past him, he doesn't even look phased. He like looks back, but then keeps walking like he's not even phased. So like you think that if he had like any sort of like, you know, cognant, you know, function in his brain, he'd be like, oh, fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cognitive. That's the word I was trying to think of. <laughs> I know you were looking at me like, what the fuck is that word you just said? I meant to say cognitive. Cognant. <laughs> if you had any Cog- cognant. Oh, I just said it everywhere. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Um, but then we cut to, I think it's like a year later or like six months later or something mm-hmm. like that. I think it's like seven or eight months later. But uh, it cuts to them like getting out of school and Brent's at his locker and his friend Jamie comes up to him <laughs> and he's like talking to him about like uh, what him and Holly are going to do while, they're, while her parents are out of town. He's like, I think we're just going to smoke and hang out. And he's like, Holly's parents are overseas and you're just going to smoke and hang out. Yeah. Uh, you get the introduction of Mia and you get like that slow-mo like walk down the hallways. The camera pans up to show what she looks like. And she's just like this like gothic. <laughs> she's re- actually really pretty she though. pretty, yeah. She reminds me of you when you went through your like I wear black all the time phase. You're giving me way more credit than <laughs> I looked nothing like her when I went through my goth phase. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you kind of re- you kind of resemble her a little bit. Yeah, I don't think you wore as much eyeliner as her, but you definitely went through that phase where you just wear all where you wore all black and you were just like, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So she's she's you in this movie like ten years ago. <laughs> Basically. Oh my gosh. It is almost ten years ago. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. I know. That is fucking where does the time go, girl? I don't know. I don't know. Um but yeah, so then she's like walking down the hall and then Jamie goes to like ask her to the dance. And then I love how when he comes back out, he's like, she said yes. <laughs> he's like so excited about it. And the door, the door to the classroom isn't even closed yet. So, she, you know, she obviously fucking heard him say that. Yeah. It's so funny. And then this is when we get the introduction of Lola. And I love how she just comes up to him. She's like, would you like to go to the dance? Or what did she say? She like she like stands there and stares at him like a fucking creep for like ten seconds and then finally Brent's like, Hi Lola and she's like, Will you go to the dance with me? He's like, I'm <laughs> and, going with Holly. Yeah, he's like, I'm already going with Holly, sorry. And he's so nice about it too. I know. Like what did like he didn't deserve this. Well, Lola does not like rejection, as we know. Yeah. She does not take rejection well. <laughs> she doesn't take it like the rest of us normal people would who would just be like okay well that's cool then I guess I'll just go home and cry for a minute about it because the, my crush didn't want to go to the dance with me now she takes it to a whole other level yeah. so <laughs> I wonder um, if any of her previous people like what if they would have said yes to her going to the dance with her would she have gone to the dance with her or does that, would they would she have taken them to the dance or would she still have like killed them ow I feel like maybe like the outcome would have been different, but I also kind of feel like it just wouldn't have ended well regardless, just because she was basically spoiler alert for people who haven't listened to this, maybe skip forward like 30 seconds, but like 
her dad's basically been showing her how to do this since she was like five years old. So I just feel like it's ingrained in her that she's a psychopath. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like either either way, it wouldn't be like a good outcome. <laughs> but it might have it might have kept Brent from, you know, the night that he had if he would have just gone to the dance with her. But you know that that question we'll never know but i i wonder that too i often wonder that sometimes too because i'm like i wonder what would have happened if you would have said yes if like they would have just gone to the dance and then yeah what would have happened because but... everyone that she's ever like tortured said no poor girl or like rejected yeah. her or like yeah like rejected her because she has a whole ass burn book <laughs> she does no. she's got a scrapbook um obviously i don't know what i would do if i got rejected that many times i might be with lola on this one damn might keep them under my floorboards <laughs> damn <laughs> I'm i know you are i've never been rejected so <laughs> just yeah maddie doesn't know what that's like <laughs> really she has to do most of the rejecting actually so no Speaking of that, you actually have had a couple of scary encounters with a couple of guys, though. Yeah, we won't get we won't get into it, but there was that one guy in Hayes that was real fucking scary. Yeah, that I had to call the cops on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Maddie, Maddie knows a thing or two about a (laughs) about that to a certain extent. That's kind of scary. Had my own Lola. Yeah, she's had her own Lola Stone try to uh, uh, (laughs) pursue her. So, luckily, luckily, not the same outcome but yeah <laughs> oof. but yeah um so then we get the scene with um brent and holly where they're coming out of the school and holly tells him that she just got his life her license and I, I don't know why but i like the way he says this line when he's like oh well done like i don't know he just sounds like it's just his like australian accent he just sounds so like happy mm-hmm. i don't know but he's not he's like, oh. No, he's he's not. He's very miserable. Um, but then we get to the scene of them like in the car and they're like making out and uh she like I like how she lifts up a shirt and you kind of like see the cuts on his side. Mm-hmm. Like the side of his stomach, like there's a whole bunch of cuts and she kind of like notices it for a second but then doesn't say anything. But then she just like keeps making out with him. And then you get a little bit of TNA in this thing cuz you get a little bit of Holly's boobies. Uh-huh. Her bazon- her <laughs> um and so they're like having sex they're like basically fucking in the car and then it cuts to like the shot of lola standing outside the window just watching them getting freaky so i'm like girl that's creepy but why would you do that in the school parking lot good question because because there's a scene later on where they fucking yeah i was gonna say that i was like there's a scene later where they do it too but that's mia and jamie yeah but yeah also what the hell is with the scenes with mia and jamie like this is me kind of like going off a little bit but i understand that mia is like yeah you know there's a twist that ties her into the story but jamie okay it just shows too much of them and i'm like what do they they don't have anything to do with it really I I used to think that when I watched this movie like the first couple of times like and I knew like about the twist and stuff once I watched it after the first time but now I like I like those scenes a lot because I think they break up um like the disturbing nature of the film they kind of add like a little bit more of like a comedic there is a little bit of a comedic tone to this movie and that happens with like Jamie and like the girl that he's on 
like at the dance with Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's just to kind of break up like the monotony of having so many like disturbing scenes because i feel like without that it would just be like all gas and no breaks so i kind of appreciate the fact that they have those scenes in there like yeah it does kind of feel random and it does kind of feel like it's thrown in but at the same time it does like serve a purpose and it also kind of like for me personally i like movies that kind of like i don't get me wrong like i like movies that have blood and gore and stuff But, like, one of the movies that I've talked about pretty recently is The Sadness, and it came out last year, and that movie fucked me up so bad. And I think it's because it was just all gas and no breaks. Like, there's absolutely no breaks in between that movie. It's just all people getting killed and tortured and murdered, and it's just a lot. And so I feel like with this movie, if there weren't those scenes in it, I just feel like it'd be just all torture and all, like, murder and shit, and it just wouldn't... I don't know. It would just feel a lot heavier. Well, yeah, and I, like... I agree that they're, like, I like the scenes. They're good scenes. But I feel like they could have tied the characters of Jamie and Mia more into the movie. Like, maybe have them go along with Holly at the end to, like, yeah, I don't know, just, like, something to develop their characters a little bit more. Because the scenes are good. But they could have had scenes to break it up, like, with more background about his mom or something and his dad dying you don't really get a whole lot of like background with that whole thing. So maybe like some scenes to break up like flashbacks of him with his dad or something to like break yeah. up the gory scenes or something. I don't know. And like, you know what I'm saying? No, I totally get what you're saying. And like, I think this movie could definitely benefit for being from being a little bit longer. Cause I think the runtime of this movie is not even an hour and a half. I think it's like an hour and 24 minutes. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm thinking correctly when I watch, it's pretty short. Um, and it like kind of like picks up the speed like right away. And I mean, that's good for some people. I'm sure some people appreciate that because there's a lot of people that don't really like the whole backstory thing. They just like to get right into like the, you know, meat and potatoes of everything. But like for people like you and me who like actually like a good story, not that this is, doesn't have a good story. That's not worth we're saying. I think it just could have benefited for being to for being a little bit longer to kind of let some of these other side characters kind of have a little bit more to, to give. Cause I think everybody gives a really good performance, but I have that issue with um, me, uh, me as dad, the sheriff mm-hmm. or the cop, because he gets like, he gets a few scenes in this movie, but he gets to the house and like immediately gets killed. And it's like, you don't even get like any sort of, you don't get any sort of closure with her and her mom at the end. Like you don't find out like how her and her mom react to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get any of that. And it, that that's kind of like a bummer as far as like tying up like all the loose ends and stuff. This movie is really good. Don't get me wrong. Like me and me and Maddie both love it, but I just think there, it could have benefited from being a little longer. So I agree with everything you're saying, honestly. And I, I don't know if I'm saying like, I wish it was longer because I really like the length to be honest. It's a very, I wrote down like good length, ADHD friendly, fast paced. It's not boring. Right. Um, yeah. But I just think the scenes that have Mia and Jamie in them could have been put to better use. That time with them, their scenes, they could have developed those with, like, better story. Yeah. I mean, they do feel a little bit rushed. Because because maybe even having, like, a heart-to-heart, almost kind of like a heart-to-heart conversation with her and Jamie at some point, maybe that would have felt out of place. But, like, she doesn't really say a lot in this movie. She's very quiet. I think she says maybe, like, four or five lines in this entire movie and then the rest of the movie, she doesn't say anything. So I, I get what you're saying. Um, they do feel like 
I don't want to say an afterthought because I feel like if I say they feel like an afterthought, I feel like I'm calling the director lazy because that's not what it is. Like, I don't think it's him being lazy. I just think it's honestly, I think it could have benefited from being just slightly longer. So we could have gotten a little bit more with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it would have been cool to get like a little bit more about Brent because you really don't even find anything out about Brent in this movie either. You know, his dad died and then he climbs some rocks and gets like chlorophyll formed right that's what yeah and, and then he cuts himself a lot gets yeah he cuts himself because his dad died and all of that kind of stuff and then he gets his vocal cords injected with bleach and he literally doesn't speak so like you really yeah. don't know anything about anyone in this movie like yeah you get like you the most backstory you get is from lola because you get like a you get a shit ton of backstory with lola mm-hmm. which is fine like you know she's kind she's of the central hard. yeah she, i mean brent is like I would consider like one of the main characters, but Lola, this really is Lola's movie. I feel like this is really like Robin McLevy's movie. Like she really, um, I feel like this is very Lola centered. So it almost doesn't bother me that much that we don't get a lot of backstory from anybody except for her. But at the same time, I get what you're saying because it is kind of like when you look at it retrospectively, like when you're looking at it as far as, you know, from a critical sense, it, it does, raise the stakes a little bit more when you have a little bit more character development with like, if it was Brent, like I feel like we would care a little bit. Like I care about Brent. Like he's a nice guy. Like he seems like a good, like he's a good character and everything. Like he's going through some shit. So like you do have some things to kind of root for him for, you know, Mm -hmm. with his dad dying and like, you know, his mom and all that stuff. So you, you have certain things to grab onto with his character. So it's not like you're going into this movie, not giving a shit about what happens to him. Like you do, but I feel like the stakes would have been higher if there was more to his character as well. And I, I agree with you. I think the flashbacks, like when he's going in and out of consciousness, consciousness, I think it would have been cool to maybe have some flashbacks with like him and his dad or like him and his mom and dad or like, you know, and Holly or anything like just about his life to make him a little bit more like of a character, I guess. But no, like, I guess I'm sorry. I'll get down. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think he does kind of have like a little bit of a flashback scene, like showing like past events with like his mom and his like girlfriend and his dad. But like when he's going in and out of conscious, I don't know if you watch the unrated version because I have the unrated version. So maybe that version's not included. And I feel like I vaguely I did. I watched this like two weeks ago now because we were supposed to record this already. And so I'm having a little bit of trouble remember in details if i'm being really honest i don't remember much of my life ever um (laughs) but not since the accident (laughs) there was no accident Um, i know except for i just feel like a lot of people say that all the time not since the accident um i forgot what i was saying um we were talking about brent and like his backstory and but yeah, no, there maybe there was a little bit of a flashback, actually, now that you're mentioning it. Maybe. I think it's like right after the drill scene, after they drill him in the in the head. I think he kind of has like a, he has some flashbacks of like Holly and his mom and his dad. But like it doesn't, it just shows like shots that we've already seen. Yeah. Like in past scenes. Oh, yeah. It doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really go into like more detail than that. So like, I get what you're saying. Like, I wish there was more, more to the the flashbacks in a sense, I guess. But that I feel like that's just like nitpicky stuff because I feel like this movie is still very, very well done. Yeah, it just keeps me entertained. It's just them torturing somebody, which I like. So, <laughs> yeah, Maddie loves that. 
<laughs> not in a psycho way though but <laughs> you do like blood and gore so yeah. um but yeah so then uh after that scene we get the scene with um brent i like the whole like scene with him and holly pulling up to the house and she's like so am i picking you up here and he's or she's asking if she he should meet her somewhere so that his mom doesn't see her pick him up because like her mom his mom's very you know after the whole his dad dying like he doesn't want him getting into a car with anybody that doesn't have a license or isn't experienced or anything like that and he's like no she's got to you know she's got to deal with it sometime so she's like okay so i'll pick you up at this time and he's like yeah so he gets out of the car and i like there's this scene specifically like when he's in his room listening to like the heavy metal music i like that as soon as he pulls the headphones off the music like stops like stops yeah yeah it's like hearing it through his headphones yeah yeah it's kind of a cool kind of a cool little editing effect that they put in there so like his mom like opens the door and he's sitting on the bed and his mom's like how are you getting to the dance and he's like holly's picking me up and she's like she doesn't even have her license and he's like she got it today and she's like i'll i'll pay for a cab because she's just like she's like she doesn't have any experience and he's like um basically she kind of blames him for she kind of she kind of does but does she kind of doesn't but does blame him for like his dad dying because like she makes a comment about how like like their experience and he's like and i'm not so that's why dad died kind of thing and she doesn't say anything to him she just kind of stands there and so he like walks past her and you get like that really cool like slow motion shot with the heavy metal music playing again where he's walking down the sidewalk squeezing but he's squeezing his razor blade yeah because he has a razor blade necklace that was another thing when uh holly's like taking when they're having sex in the car she takes a shirt off and you see like the razor blade necklace um which is another little subtle payoff i liked that whole i like that it wasn't like the payoffs in this movie aren't so like in your face like oh you got to pay attention to that because that's going to be a thing later Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i kind of like that it was part of his character already it wasn't something that we as audience members had to pick up on yeah you know um so i liked that and like it's just it's it's it makes me cringe to watch him like squeeze that because you just see the blood just running down his freaking arm mm-hmm. and then he for whatever reason he goes to this cliff because i don't know what do you think about this scene do you think he's wanting to kill himself at first do you think he like climbs up the face of that cliff because he wants to and then he changes his mind because he like he climbs up there and then he kind of sits there for a minute and like kind of like lays back almost as if he's gonna like just let himself fall but then Mm -hmm. as soon as he slips he like you can tell he's like no fuck this yeah i don't know so i've always wondered if he went up there to like actually do it i don't know and i guess i never really like thought of it like that as if he was gonna kill himself intentionally i think maybe that's just like his spot that he goes to maybe and just like climbs up because it seems like he's done it before maybe in my notes, I put professional rock climber question mark. And then when he slipped, I said, K, guess not. I actually wrote that. <laughs> K, guess not. <laughs> like, almost yeah. falls, and I was like, oh, just kidding. Because um, he's like, <laughs> it's just like, it's so fast. He's like, do, 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 like climbing. Yeah. I'm like, how yeah. is he doing this? So it seems like he's done it before. So maybe that's just like his place that he goes to. And his mom knows where he went. Because his mom true. goes there. So that must just be like his place, if that makes sense. This must be his quiet spot. That's exactly where his mom goes first to look for him later on. That's true. So, but that's I'm dog. surprised she doesn't. Oh, that poor dog didn't deserve it. No. Yeah. So, so he gets up to the, like, he, he finds his footing. He climbs up to the top of the cliff. He lays there for a minute. And then, um, 
I like how it like kind of transitions between him and his mom, like cause his mom is like standing by the phone and he, it cuts back to him and he's like listening to music and you can see like the dog start barking, but he's not paying any attention cause he's listening to the music. And then as soon as the mom picks up the phone to call him, like that's when he gets chloroformed. So I wonder, does his mom like hear? That's the- what I wrote in my note because I was like, she looks like she's concerned, but I don't yeah. know if he answered the phone or not. So I don't know. If- I think he did. Hmm. Yeah, I think, I think he, he heard him. And I think she heard him, but then he kicks the phone off the cliff in the struggle. So I don't know. But then you see, um, you see the truck drive off that has Brent in it, and uh, then it cuts. <laughs> I love. I do really like these scenes with Jamie and Mia though, because they're so fucking funny. Because he gets to the house and he's like smoking a joint in the car before he gets out. <laughs> which I'm like, why the fuck are you smoking a joint right in front of the cop's house? Like, yeah. Is this the part where he like air fresheners himself and like yeah he's like you're a fucking rock star yeah (laughs) he like breath spray and everything like that yeah so he gets out yeah so he gets out of the car and he walks up and haul or and Mia's like already like walking out of the house because she's like I don't want to fucking talk to my parents I don't want pictures and he's like wow you look uh what's the word killer or something like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and. She, she's like oh these are nice and he's like yeah I couldn't find them in black <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry Oliver knocked over my <laughs> and now we're gonna have <laughs> now we're gonna have a five minute exchange of Maddie trying to get this set back up sorry there we go Oliver Sorry. don't blame him you're the one that pulled him in your lap <laughs> yeah, is he right? still in your fucking lap yeah so we're we're gonna this is gonna happen some other time too. We're in a black shirt, so you can't see him very good. But here's his paw. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like, she's like, oh, the flower, the flowers are pretty, and he's like, yeah, I didn't, I couldn't find them in black. And then you could just totally tell that she's just like, let's get the fuck out of here, because then her mom's like, your dad wants a photo, and so they stand together. He takes a picture, and she's like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Like she's, and it reminds me so much of you. <laughs> like I feel like that's you to a T. Like you just be like, okay, I'm not fucking doing this. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, you wouldn't even go to prom anyway. You didn't go to your senior prom. No. Which I was like, girl, what is wrong with you? I'm just kidding. But you wanna you wanna talk about your you wanna talk about your um junior prom experience for a minute? How you uh <laughs> how that went, how you scuffed your fucking knee before you even got there? That was freshman prom. Oh my god. Yeah, that was my freshman year after shortly after I moved here and got asked by that one guy and then I like got short dress and as I got out of the car to go to take pictures I tripped on the sidewalk and (laughs) scraped both of my knees up and so I had like bloody knees for all the pictures and I had that in my hair and my dress because it was like tulle so there was grass all over it was dead and yeah it was not good but then not only that, then the lady that you went to the fucking nail salon with fucked your nails up. Yeah. She put like cinder blocks on my fingers. She put the actual like acrylic on. And then when she went to take the little, um, I don't know, I don't get my nails done, but the there's like the guide that you put on the finger under your natural nail that they yeah. put the acrylic on and then it dries and they take that guard or guide thing off. And when she went to do that, it was still wet and it cracked. So she was like, hmm. Let's take them off and then pack up under your fingernail with more acrylic to fill that crack. So it was like just from probably like 
halfway down my the point of my finger up under the nail was just like acrylic it took them like six hours to soak them off and not only that but she fucking like scratched the shit out of your cuticles when she, she kept was cutting using the... me yeah and she so then you had like the cuts the when you and come back and yeah she cut me so many times it was terrible so when you had to dip your hands in like the shit it was like stinging you yeah, because I had to go back like two days later the next day to get my nails soaked off. It took forever. Because you were like, because you, you went in through a fit. Yeah. But rightfully so, because a lot of people would be like, oh, what a Karen. But like, you, no, you fucking had every right to go back in there and be like, I want my fucking money back. I'm not paying for these. They're really, really bad. Like, the way that I'm describing them doesn't even do it justice. I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know that that could ever happen. It's like laughable how terrible <laughs> it really was. I like I'm I don't even know how to put it in towards I think she got her beauty certification from like a fucking like McDonald's or something probably. she pulled up to the drive-thru and they probably gave her one probably it's like thank you she no she probably <laughs> fucking got her beauty beauty qualification off the fucking back of a McDonald's menu is what it probably was it's like <laughs> it was really how the bad. fuck do you fuck that fuck up so bad it but was, yeah so yeah I mean I guess I understand why you didn't want to go to your senior prom <laughs> Because your freshman prom was such a fucking nightmare. I went to junior, too. I went to freshman and junior because my boyfriend at the time really wanted to go to prom. And you could only go oh, to yes. junior and senior unless you got asked. So I got asked by his junior my first year. But then I had to wait until junior year for my boyfriend at the time to go. And he really wanted to. And so I took the ACT that morning of my junior prom and was sick. And, like, my throat hurt so bad. But you looked beautiful, though. Thanks. I took your pictures. I would know. <laughs> and then I was at home in bed by like 10. Yep. Yep. That was Maddie getting asked by a junior. Wow. Maddie was like so cool. She got asked by a fucking junior. Yeah. As a freshman. That's that's pretty cool if you ask me. Yeah. That was that was Maddie's little uh, prom experiences. Those were. Yeah. But I think your second one was better, wasn't it? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Well, yeah, I guess it was better because the first one was like majorly epic failures, but um, all the way around because the, I had ordered a dress. This is like, okay, so the first time I went to prom, he asked me just like Lola. Okay, he's never going to listen to this. Let's just let's just get it. Let's, let's air it all out, girl. He asked me just like Lola, okay? So I had never spoken to him before in my life, and I had just moved there like a couple months before. And I was standing at my locker and I closed my locker and he was standing behind where the door was and scared the shit out of me. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And he's like, will you go to prom with me? And I was like, I don't even like, I'm exactly like this. It makes me laugh when I watch this movie because it was perfect. And I was like, uh, I have to ask my mom. <laughs> freshman, because you know, our mom wouldn't let us date. Oh yeah. I mean, Mama's... it was like a thing until it wasn't which was shortly after that but um, it was a thing with me but mason and maddie were allowed to do whatever the fuck they wanted most of the time you don't even deny it you were like you were allowed to do a lot of things i mean i guess with dad mom not so much but yeah but like i don't know i also because there was the dating at 16 rule and that kind of still was a thing that they had kind of yeah and um but let's be real mason was dating girls when he was fucking like 14 so but yeah, so I was like, but I was their daughter, so it was a little bit different. I mean, I get it. I was like 14 at the time, and yeah. I was like, uh, I should ask my mom, because it was also like three days before prom, so I kind of did need to ask my mom. 
um, yeah. because we had yeah. a lot that we had to do in three days. And so then I like went and I ordered a dress the next day and I ordered this really pretty – I wanted a short dress and I wanted it to be black, but I got one with teal. And I like ordered it and then it got there and I shit you not, it was like child sizing. Like it was so yeah. small and I was tiny. You were. Like, I, was so I mean you still small. are. And like it, I mean – probably look better now honestly like than I did that I was really really like really skinny um and it didn't fit me so then I had to go through their freaking clearance dresses to try to find one that worked because those were the only ones that like they would alter or something I didn't have to order in you know what I'm saying yeah because they weren't gonna just I don't know like sell me their stock so I had to pick like a last chance dress so that they could alter it for me and I picked this dress that was like black and short it was hideous though it was so ugly and it was it wasn't so that ugly. ugly they had to alter it and it was still too big they had to take in like three inches on each side it was terrible and so that's how it started <laughs> <sighs> yeah so that's that's maddie's nightmare prom experience <laughs> yeah, prom night, the sequel Pro- yeah probably <laughs> prom night the yeah the sequel probably not as bad as uh you know probably still not as bad as brent's night but you know <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> not comparing trauma or anything, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was uh that was an experience, I think. Yeah. Um but yeah, that was uh that was a uh, sorry if that was a tangent. I actually really enjoyed the tangent because I like talking about like things that kind of it doesn't really relate to this movie, but since we're talking about prom, it kind of does. So right. yeah, I'm glad we got terrible. to but it was that time. <laughs> When we were standing outside of the post office, and she, <laughs> no, that was just when she. That was, there was another time. Maddie's Maddie's had an array of um people fucking up her hair and nails because I don't know what it is, but Maddie, you went to go get your hair ombre for the first time. Virgin hair. She freaking I wanted ombre, and she put huge fucking skunk stripes in my hair and it turned silver remember she overprocessed it and it wasn't even like blonde or white it was gray like it was gray and it was just falling the fuck out and <laughs> i had a mental breakdown like there were the, there was a box of popeyes biscuits involved <laughs> we were standing outside the post office waiting for our mom to finish up like she was closing up doing her like last minute shit and maddie's down there and mario's like trying to tell her to calm down and you're like don't fucking tell and she had like a container of biscuits and she's like shaking the no, container I had of a biscuit biscuits. in each hand and I was oh, yeah. the biscuits and I was like ah! like screaming at the like literally screaming in the middle of the town like I don't even know what possessed me to act like this because I don't like it was like sweet 16 or something like I was acting like a brat I was acting like a psycho and I, I really like, kind of wish that there would have been cameras around to do the to record this because it I, was like, fucking great threw the biscuits all over the place and was like screaming and like freaking I was freaking the hell out in my defense <laughs> my hair was really bad it was so it bad was and really I like <laughs> from someone who who actually like really cares about their hair a lot like I, I would freak the fuck out too. Cause like, I'm very, I'm very anal when I go get haircuts. Like I'm very specific. I'm like, cut it this much. I want this much off. I want, I do not want any more than that. Like, and I've had people fuck my hair up and I've had mental breakdowns yeah. too. So I completely understand. Except remember that one time you called me and you were like totally fine with your haircut. And I was like, um, this is like legitimately a bowl cut. Like I still have pictures and I look at them more often than I'd like you to know about. Um, but that haircut, sweetie, and you were like, no, it looks good. I really like it. And I was like, 
I think I was trying to tell my convince myself <laughs> that it wasn't as bad because like I started noticing that it was pretty bad too, and other people brought it to my attention as well. So I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> it was really bad. This is this is fun, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But getting back, <laughs> getting back into the swing of things, uh, We're Jamie the and first like three scenes. I know, I know. Oh my god! So Jamie, so Jamie and Mia. Oh, well, first the dog comes out and starts, like, getting all up in freaking Jamie's junk, like, sniffing it and shit. And, uh, like, the do- like he gets the dog away and then him and Mia leave. And then it cuts back to um, Brent's mom. She's, like, looking for him. She's, like, out looking for him. And this is when Holly shows up. So when Holly shows up, um, her mom gets back at the same time and she's like, have you seen Brent? And she's like, no. And so then it cuts to... <laughs> I like the scene with um, Mia and uh, <laughs> Jamie again, because it's them driving to the prom. And he's like, she's like, you have any more of that weed on you? And he's like, yeah, that's why your dog was sniffing my nuts. And she's like, no, need to. she's like, no need to explain. He's like, I just didn't want you to think I have a hygiene problem. And she's like, why you think I'm going to suck your cock? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> These scenes are so funny to me. Yeah, they are they are funny. I do like the scenes with them, especially when they're yeah. actually at the dance and they're dancing and she's like getting in his pants. Oh my gosh. And then she's like, "What the fuck are you looking at?" I was like, "Damn." Yeah, that was me. Um Yeah. That- <laughs> Maybe not the groping in the middle of everybody at prom, but the get the fuck away from me. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, or what are you looking at? Yeah, but um also you forgot to mention that the mom like finds his phone smashed up. No, does she? Because I thought yeah. that I thought the I thought the cop guy did. I thought the cop guy came with like a bag of like his stuff. Oh, oh, you know, you might because be she no because they find the dog. The dog comes to them because Holly and the mom are calling the the sheriff guy, and um, that's when the dog comes crawling. Oh, it's so sad because the dog's like crawling and it's like whimpering and uh, uh. basic. It's terrible. I hate it. Um, so if there's any people out there that don't like, um, animal cruelty, maybe skip this part of the movie. Cause it's, it's pretty rough. Cause like, basically he took the hammer cause and he says later on, he's dog. Like, yeah, he bludgeoned the dog with it, but the dog survive well survives until he makes it home. And then you get the scene of Holly driving in the car to take the dog to the hospital, but the dog dies in the car. You like hear his last breath and everything. It's rough, yeah. Well, and then you, I kind of like the scene where they call the 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 sheriff because you kind of get that subtle like once you've seen this movie more than once, you kind of pick up on it. So like the phone rings at their house, and then the mom kind of perks up as if she's like expecting like a, a certain call. And when it's not when it's not um, when he says, "Oh hey Carla," she kind of like falls back into the bed and she looks like defeated. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like these little like subtle um, moments where you're not quite sure what's going on but once you watch it more than once you pick up on it and you know exactly why but then he's kind of like well brent's done this before hasn't he and then she explains like what happened to the dog and that's when you get the scene of holly driving the dog to the to the, os- okay, the hospital and so he does find the phone but i feel like when the mom's out there looking for him like it shows a shot of the phone or something like broken on the ground and she walks by i don't know like Maybe something like that. Maybe I don't know. I really don't know why I thought she found the phone, but you're right though. It was the cop that finds it. Um, Yeah, because that's when he shows up to the door and he has like the bag with his iPod and his like phone and his headphone or not his iPod, but his phones and has headphones and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
But then we get into like the really uh No, because then <laughs> well, we get into the scene, I think, of when they actually show up to the dance, Jamie and Mia, and he like goes to slide across the hood <laughs> and like falls. That's like the funniest part because he goes to open her door for her and like goes to be macho and slide across the hood and he like falls on his ass. And then I think the funniest part about that is that she does not have any reaction to it whatsoever. She just right. sits there and she's just like she doesn't have any reaction the whole movie to anything. Like she yeah, she like she doesn't laugh nothing. Like it's that's what makes the scene even more funny is that she's like Mia's just sitting in the car like can this fucking be over already? <laughs> And so, like, he, like, lets her, like, he goes to open the door, but she doesn't want to get out of the car. So then um, it cuts back to the truck that picked Brent up earlier going to, like, get some chicken at, like, this restaurant. And then <clears throat> I really like the music in this scene because you get, like, that haunting, like, woman singing in the background. I don't know how to explain it. It's, like, a lot of sharp, like, it sounds like piano chords in a sense. Like, just, like, it almost sounds like Insidious in a way. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the music of Insidious in the scene. Um, and so they get to the house and they open, he opens like the, like the tarp, like he pulls up the tarp and she's like, he looks dead. <laughs> Cause he's like, passed out. she's like, he looks dead. And he's like, I didn't use that much. And she's like, you ruined it. <laughs> and then he's like, no, there it is. And then she fucking like puts her head on his chest and it's like listening to his heart. And she's like, boom, 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 boom. It's so creepy. Yeah, she's a weirdo. <clears throat> and then we get the iconic song, Am I Not Pretty Enough? Am I, Am I not pretty enough? Is my Is heart my... too broken? Do I cry too much? Am, Am I, I too outspoken? Do I make you laugh? <laughs> Those were the vocal stylings of Madison Siri. You're welcome. <laughs> She's available for gigs, so just, you know, email her, at, message her on Instagram. She'll come sing at your birthday parties, at your wedding. But only that song. <laughs> only that song, yeah. That's the, the only song she sings in her catalog. So. Honestly, though, that song kind of goes hard. I kind of like it. I kind of like it, too. It's like a weird song, but I, I also kind of like it, so I yeah. dig it. It's very catchy because... After watching this movie last night, I found myself like fucking humming it yeah. all day today, all morning before we recorded this episode. I'm just like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my God, get the song out of my goddamn head. Get out of my head. <laughs> but I do <laughs> like that scene of her like just in her room, like getting ready and everything. Um, or like she's, she's sitting there, she's doing like the burn book at first. Yeah. She's putting together another page of her little burn book, scrapbook thing. And she's got a picture of Brent that she like glues in there. And then she tie like she, ra- uh, she draws like a big a red circle. circle on his head and, and yeah. you, like see her room. Like she has a lot of really weird dolls and like, it's like a little girl's room. Like, yeah. And like her dress is like very, yeah. And her dress is also very like little girlish too. Yeah, and her dad brings it in, and it's, like, this pink dress, and then she's, like, strips in front of her dad, and he's, like, yeah, cause he like he, Yeah, because, like, he turns to leave, but then she, like, makes him stay. She's, like, no, wait. And so, like, she takes it off, and it's just, like, really uncomfortable because he's just, like, sitting there, like, looking as she's, like, stripping down to her underwear and her bra, and it's just, like, really weird. Yeah. And then she, like, puts it on, and he's, like, pretty as a picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... 
this is when the movie really starts fucking taking off because that's when we get to the I love this this is probably my favorite scene of the whole movie just because of the way it's shot and like I really love the music in the scene because you get like the very low bass so it's very subtle but you get like the scene of him waking up to the table and it's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre because you see the dad sitting at the head of the table and I love the lighting because you get the lighting from like the disco ball that's kind of like reflecting and stuff and he's like really groggy so he's like looking around and then he sees bright eyes which is like basically <laughs> lola's mom that she they lobotomated lobotomied lobotomied i don't even know what that is they drilled a hole in her head and that's what a lobotomy is yeah oh, okay. it's like you basically drill a hole into like someone's skull and pour mess with around boiling with water in it yeah so like he, like he sees like the mom and she's like all like lobotomized and she's just like sitting there like so he starts freaking out she and then as he's like but as he's doing that like Lola is like putting the bleach in like a big giant syringe and so the dad comes around and like grabs uh like him by the neck and like holds him while she injects like the freaking syringe into his neck and then he does the little like scream the <laughs> yeah he has he has like a really good scream though up until they put like the the shit into his neck and then like he can't scream anymore but like his scream is actually really good yeah Um, and then they're like we can hear you yeah (laughs) and then she's like quick take let's take a photo (laughs) and his dad's like his dad's like one with bright eyes and she's like quick she's just like a super like fucking like snappy yeah like, I feel like this is, like, you and mom, like, ten years ago. And then she, like, Not... makes Bright Eye's hair. Yeah. And, and Bright Eye's like, ah! <laughs> like... Not quite like that. Not quite that high-pitched, but, you know. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> Weren't you scorping, like, a chirping, like a... <laughs> but, yeah, he goes, he's like, say happy end of school dance. And she's like, too big. And he's like, say happy. And she's like, Happy! <laughs> And then he's like, say it. She's like, just take it. <laughs> so he goes to take the picture. And that's when she pulls her on the head. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what's the matter, broad eyes? It's just a flash. <laughs> and then I like this whole scene. For some reason, I really like the scene a lot. Like there's no dialogue and it's really short. But like the whole scene of them headbanging in the car. I like the way it looks. Mm-hmm. Like visually. Because then it cuts back to like him and Mia in the car. And they're still like, they're smoking and like drinking and I just like the way it's like slow motion because like she's like, you know, head banging and he's like watching her. And like, I think the smoke like swirling around them looks really cool, too. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts back to them like sitting there and they're eating <laughs> and fucking Lola's just chowing into this chicken leg. She's just like, <laughs> it's so gross. Ooh. Like the sound effects. It sounds just like that, too. It's yeah. just very like gross. And then um, <laughs> she's like, you want some? And he's like, what? Uh, uh, what does he say about bright eyes? The dad says something about bright eyes. I don't remember exactly what it is. I don't remember either. Something about like she's not eating or something, right? Oh, he's like, are you not hungry? And she's like, don't want to get too skinny. Dad may not like you anymore, will he, daddy? <laughs> and then she like shoves the food. Doesn't she like shove chicken? As she waterboards her with a glass of milk. <laughs> she does with bright yeah. eyes she like pours milk all over her and it's like running out of her mouth and bright eyes is like choking on it she's like yeah yeah and then she looks at brett and she's like what are you looking at 
And then she's like, you, do you want some? And she like takes like one of the chicken legs and she's like, here comes the airplane. <laughs> and she and I love like how she like, because she like is doing the whole like thing, but then she like scoots the fucking table back with her butt. She's like. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, she like puts it to his mouth, but he won't eat it. And she's like, is it finger looking good? And he like won't say anything. And she's like, is it finger licking good? And yeah. And, and that's when she's like disgusting. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, because she like chug that's when she chugs down the whole milk glass of milk too. Well, that's when the on your little outline you gave me, I have to pick a least favorite scene as well. Um, this is it because it's funny when she's like, Is it finger licking good? But then she is like suck it and makes me oh, suck yeah. on her finger. And he's like sucking on her finger and she's like moaning and the dad is sitting there like just like watching and then he gets mad. Yeah. And like stands up abruptly and like pushes the chair back because she's like moaning because he's sucking on her finger and it's the grossest thing ever. It's Uh so uncomfortable. It's so gross. I hate it. That's my least favorite scene. So we can skip that question at the end. Oh, did we mention that bright eyes? Oh, yeah. You said Labati. (laughs) because i was gonna even mention that bright eyes is like brain dead but i forgot no brain vacant eyes (laughs) (laughs) but we talked about that for a minute um she got love yada 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 eyes body yada yada no brain just sits there all day because she fucking shreds. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, but then it gets to the part where I think it comes up, like, right now. Where they're sitting there again and they do, like, cake. Right? That comes up next. I don't think they ever eat cake. Yeah, because she blows out a candle. And then she's, like, um, the dad's, like... Or no, they do the wishbone with the chicken. Yeah, they, they do the, Yeah. Because they pull the wishbone and the dad wins. And um, he's like, she's disappointed. And he's like, my wish was for you anyways. And she's like, I wished for you too. Yeah, just just subtle uh, inklings of what's to come with this. Yeah, because like, like this. Prettier, me or bright eyes. Yeah, she's like, who looks prettier, me or bright eyes? He's like, you both look pretty. <laughs> and then that's when she like that's the whole is that the whole chicken part where she Mm -hmm. like is like the feeding him the chicken wing and then she's like is it finger licking good yeah that happens like right after yeah and then you were talking about how like disgusting the scene makes you feel because like it it is really gross because her fingers are like all greasy and gross because she just ate like chicken so like she's like making him like suck on it yeah it's nasty and then there's the freaking um where part where he has to pee. Yeah, he has to use the toilet and she's like, one's a twos, and he's like she's like, Is someone telling porky pies? <laughs> and then he can't pee and they're like, they're gonna stab through his dick or something. Yeah, because his pee. his dad her dad has the hammer still and like a nail. She's like, Bring me a nail. And then he goes, This is when you find out that he that's cause he says the line, he's like, I killed your dog with this. Yeah. <laughs> And then he's, like, trying to pee, and they're, like, counting down. Then he finally starts peeing, and she's, like, oh, crying. 
Yeah, because she's like, you have 10 seconds to go or daddy's going to nail it to the chair. Yeah. And then she's like, it's crying. It's so gross and creepy and weird. And then he ends up like fucking kicking her in the, like basically kicks her in the face, I think, or in the chest Mm. at least and knocks her back. Uh, And then he like, I like it. It's almost comical how he goes hopping out of the house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because he's like, princess. The dad's like, princess. (laughs) And so like, my thing is, is like, why the fuck, like, would you hide under the car of all places? This whole scene is one of my least favorites because, yes, why would you hide under the car? And then he goes and climbs the tree and then they start throwing rocks at him in the tree. And all he has to do is stay behind that big log, like that big branch that's up there. And then he falls. And it's like, dude, you are literally fully protected by this big ass branch that you're standing behind. And then you're going to just like fall. Yeah, because he like he like hops out of the house, goes and hides under the car. The dad like goes to look for him. And then instead of rolling out from under the car after it's already like. I don't it's just I don't know. He just stands there in front of the headlights for a good five seconds mm-hmm. instead of just booking it for the field. There's like an empty field that he could just run into and he chooses to just stand there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Just little decisions that he decides. And then, he, yeah, like Maddie was saying, he climbs the tree and I like how like you get a really good sense of how psychotic Lola is because she's like throwing, she's throwing the rocks and then she laughs. Like she starts laughing. She's like, <laughs> like she's just so yeah. fucking crazy. And then she like ends up hitting him. He falls, hits the hood of the car and then it cuts back to him like being like retied to the chair oh and this is rough because then they take like steak knives those little steak knives and he like puts the knife on to one on the top of one of his feet and the in the unrated cut it actually shows like the knife going into the foot i think for the most part because i think it doesn't show as much in the Mm -hmm. theatrical but like it shows it when he like hammers it in and it's so oh he basically stakes his feet to the floor with these knives it's so gross yeah it's nasty and then um, <clears throat> she, like, basically, like, straddles him. And she's basically trying to get him to cry. She's like, cry. And he won't do it. Yeah. And she's like, cry. Like, she screams in his face. Mm-hmm. It's fucking insane. She's crazy. Um, And then I think this is when it cuts. I don't think it's cut back to the dance yet, has it? Um. Or no, I think this might be when it cuts back to Holly and the mom because the because Holly's talking to the mom and she's basically asking her. She's like, the Brent's mom's like he blames he thinks I blame him for, um, what happened to his dad and she's like, do you like <laughs> Holly's like because it sure as hell seems like it to me too. <laughs> I think yeah. Holly kind of thinks she does too. Um, so then we get back to the the scene where they're looking through her little scrapbook. Right, that's the note I have next, and she's like explaining like. Duncan Fletcher, he wet himself. He wet himself? (laughs) (laughs) And the dad's laugh. He's like... And then she's like, Timmy Valentine. Well, I love how she says the one guy when she's like, barring. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then that's when she's like, Timmy Valentine, he's the one that got away. Mm -hmm. She's like, he's probably dead. And then... Uh, this is when you get like the whole like uh, scene where she's like, I'm ready. I'm ready to draw on him now. Mm-hmm. And you see like, you don't see like her doing it, but like you see the aftermath of it. 
and it's pretty rough. Like she basically mm-hmm. car- with a fucking fork too. Can you yeah. imagine how bad that would hurt? Cause she like literally cuts like a full ass heart into his freaking chest like and stomach cool. and their initials. Yeah. And it's so, ugh. and then to add insult to injury, what Maddie was saying earlier, they freaking take like a big thing of salt and just, she doesn't just throw like a little bit of a, she throws the entire freaking container at him. Mm-hmm. It's like, so, and I do oh, like this little cool. scene where it's like, yeah. When I do like this little scene also when it's like him having like the, from his perspective when they're like all like in his face and it's like, we can't hear you. And it's like all in slow motion yeah. and like really fast and really creepy. It's, I love that. And then, um, after that scene, we cut back to, uh, Holly and she's getting home and she like basically calls her parents. And this is kind of a sad scene. Cause she's, I feel so bad for Holly in this movie too, because it's like, she, all she wanted to do was take Brent to the dance. And now she's like worried fucking sick that he's dead somewhere. So it's like, yeah. it's like she's in her room and she leaves a message for her parents and nobody answers, obviously. And then she just like sobs on the bed. And then it cuts back to <laughs> Brent and Lola again. And that song's playing the I'm not pretty enough song. Oh, and they're dancing, but his feet are still steak knived into the floor. And it's like, just, you can hear like the. Yeah. You can hear like the, the wet, bloody, like n- feet. Oh God, it's nasty. Ugh, yeah and she's like she's talking about how like one day she'll find her prince mm-hmm. but it's not him and she's like you're just one of you're just another frog and then she stab like she stomps her foot down on one of the fucking knives into his foot mm-hmm. and so like he ends up like sitting back down in the ch- or well he's still standing there actually he's like being balanced by these fucking knives which i'm just like oh and she ends up going and dancing with her dad and this is like the part where you find out ooh, there's some little bit of incest going on in this family because she's like dancing with him you're the prince it was always you daddy it's so creepy it's like it was always you that's why i can't that's why i can't find anyone else that's why no one else uh i don't want anyone else and then they go to they go to like kiss but like brent ends up like falling down into the chair Mm -hmm. and he has like the he has like the razor blade necklace behind him in his pocket or like he's trying to get it out of his pocket as they're dancing um and then it cuts to like the school prom, the actual school prom. And this is the part where um, <laughs> Mia and uh, his friend are dancing. Yeah. And she just like all of a sudden just starts fucking feeling him up in the middle of the freaking dance floor. And all the other people are like watching. They're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and she like that poor little Asian girl, too, because I think that's the one she screams at because the Asian girl's like watching them. And she like looks up and she's like, what the fuck are you looking at? And the girl's like. yeah and so the principal ends up coming up and like kicking them out of the dance so they end up going back to the car and i do like how like the scene later on kind of makes it seem like they're outside of their house Mm -hmm. i like the editing there because like after um after that they do the whole like crowning of lola like Lola gets crowned and they do the whole dramatic like where <laughs> he puts the crown on her head and she reads from like his he's like and the queen of the dance is Lola Stone and she's like <laughs> 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 and then she like blows the whistle she's like blow your whistle king daddy <laughs> and he has like one of the little blow things in his mouth and he's just like kind of blows it out and it doesn't even like go out all the way <laughs> and then um this is the scene where he goes out to get like the the drill to drill into like 
Brent's head. But I like how the scene is edited because then they're outside. Uh, it cuts to um, Jamie and Mia and they're in the car and they're basically like fucking. But then it shows like from the dad's perspective of him coming out of the house, almost like he's coming out to their car. Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. Cause like when I first watched it, I was like, oh shit, how the, but I was also like, how the fuck did they manage to get out here? Yeah. Like I was like, how, how the hell would they, I don't know. But then it's like, obviously not him so they get a knock on the window of their car and it's the principal and he's like um when i said go somewhere else i meant off school property <laughs> they're like at the school again like what is with the kids just thinking it's okay to bone in the school parking lot i don't know maybe i need to ask my friend james if that's like something they do in australia <laughs> i don't fucking know <laughs> i was like james did you ever bone anybody in the parking lot of your high school when you were having sex like <laughs> but yeah, so then it, it cuts back to the dad and he it cuts back to daddy, sorry. And he like he like rips the tarp off again and pulls the toolbox out with the drill in it. And then this is when you find out that this is Lola's first time getting to do this because she's like, You're my first. And so the dad or like I love the shot where he's like where she's bringing the drill up to his face. Like it's just so like intense. Mm-hmm. And I like the shot like from the side of like the drill, like about to hit his head. And then she's like, no, I can't. Yeah, she like Burn. freaks out. <laughs> she's yeah. like having she's like having second thoughts. And um, so she like drills him the first time. So she like successfully drills it the first time, which is, oh, it's so like, and you hear but the, then the drill like jerks. Yeah, the first time she goes to do it, it like jerks and like nicks his head. And he's like both hands at the base. And so she like holds it and she successfully does it the first time. But the hole's not big enough because he goes to like dump the like the boiling hot water into it. Or she does. Mm-hmm. And then she ends up burning her dad's hand. <laughs> Cause she like he's like, you need to give it a bigger tip. <laughs> and then the dad like opens up the hole more and it's just like crunching skull and nasty sounds. Oh, it's so gross. Cause yeah, because they stop for a minute to like look at the they stop to look at like what it looks like and then it cuts to him and he's got like the big hole in the middle of his forehead and the the blood dripping down Mm -hmm. and this is when you get like the flashbacks of like his dad and his girlfriend and his mom and then that's when she goes to pour the the hot water in and since the hole's not big enough she misses and fucking burns her dad and then she's like the hole's not big enough can you please make it bigger (laughs) so then he goes to do it and that's his downfall because that gives Brent a, another chance to get away. So he's like slicing the rope as his, as her dad is like drilling. And then he gets free slashes the fucking dad across the face. It's this is like probably my second favorite, second favorite scene. Cause it's just so like bloody and gory. Mm-hmm. And then the dad like standing there and there's a huge, like his skin is like hanging on his face and stuff. That's so it looks so good, though. Like the effects in this movie are so fucking good. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, he like take Brent, like takes the knives out of his own feet. Like he pulls them out himself and like starts walking towards the dad and just starts stabbing him in the neck like multiple times. Mm -hmm. And then like and then like Lola jumps on top of him and is like trying to attack him. And the dad like falls into the fucking hole. Oh, we forgot that part. I was going to say, like, when did they open the hole in the floor? Because. They, they pick up the roadkill at the beginning of the movie to feed the people that they keep down. They have, like, this concrete cellar. And there's, yeah. like, one in the living room that they open. And it's, like, all the past guys that they've drilled holes in their heads. And they're just, like, 
not they're like wild animals at this point like, like creatures yeah and it's like barbarian type shit yeah and very they, that they like he throws down the roadkill and they start like eating it and so that hole is open in the floor so then when yes. he stabs him he like throws him down into the hole yeah because they're like sing for your supper mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like holding the fucking like possum or whatever the fuck it is like above the hole and she's like sing for your supper it's like so demented like these people are fucking nuts yeah and and so and i like the reveal of it too because they go to open the door and then you just hear like the screams and it like does that zoom in on brent as like he's like taking it all in like he's like what the fuck Mm -hmm. um so lola's dad is dead into the hole no he doesn't fall yet oh that's with a cop huh no, he does. He does. He like he does fall, but like he, he punches. He punches Lola in the face and knocks her out, and then he looks over the hole and sees like the um right. the other like past guys in there like eating the dad basically, and then that's when Lola pushes him in there and then starts and throwing like, all the shit on to the edge. But then she like hits the hammer where his fingers are, so he has to let go, and then yeah. she's throwing stuff and she's like, "I'm gonna go." kill your mummy oh that's my favorite that's my favorite scene of her because it's like probably her best acting in the whole movie and it's just like so the way she delivers it is so disturbing because she like she put she's like covered in blood she like goes to put the necklace like his necklace over onto her and she's like i'm gonna go kill your mummy now and she's just like staring off like into space and her eyes are like wide and fucking like just insane Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm going to stab her. I'm going to stab her in the neck, just like you did to my daddy. And then she's like, and then I'm going to go stab Holly in the heart, just like you did to me. And so Mm -hmm. she like leaves him down there. And so this is like the scene where Holly remembers. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. We're, we're skipping ahead. We got to go back a little bit because we get back to the scene where Holly remembers what Brent said to her about yeah lola asked him to do the dance and then she calls the sheriff guy and you see him drive out to the house and he like looks in through the windows and he sees a bunch of blood and this is the moment where i been would have been calling for backup i don't know why mm-hmm. he didn't that was very stupid on his part but he ends up deciding to go in himself which i guess like to him i guess this was his like he kind of knew maybe i think he was picking up the fact that he knew that maybe his son would be in there so maybe that's why maybe it was like a personal like vendetta thing for him yeah. to go in there by himself but still like you're a dumbass for going in there so he like brent's like throwing things up because the latch is closed now like she's closed the freaking latch and he ends up killing all the little the the guy other guys inside because yeah. they're all trying to attack him and they look super scary too because like he has the flashlight down there and he's like flashing at him and they're like coming towards him and he ends up like beating them to death with the hammer like ends up killing them all with the hammer and so um the dad like hears brent like throwing the stuff against the ceiling of the 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 latch so he opens it and brent sees him and that's when fucking lola just comes up behind him and sinks a fucking butcher knife into his face Mm -hmm. and it's sorry and it's a pretty fucking like good effect like yeah. you only see it for like a second, but it's like really good. Um, and then this is when she like announces that he's gonna go she's gonna go kill his mom. Okay. Yeah. So uh then this is when Holly like gets out of bed because she's like, 
I'm going to go. I like how Holly's a lot more um, of a uh, proactive character. She doesn't just sit around and do nothing. She actually tries to like go help. Right. And actually like figure stuff out, which I really like. Cause I feel like a lot of movies, they kind of just have like that side character, like the girlfriend character or something. They, she just kind of sits there. Mm-hmm. and she doesn't really do a whole lot but like holly i feel like is really proactive in this movie so she's like driving to get to um to get to the the house because i think she wanted to follow the cop or whatever so she's driving and uh i like the shot of lola because you just see her walking down this down the road and like you can see the heat waves like rising off the road which is just a really cool shot and she's yeah. like singing that song she's like am i not yeah and you see like holly's car coming up behind her so then lola goes like and hides somewhere off the road and this is a really good jump scare did this scare you when you watched it probably the first time but you were expecting it this time yeah because like holly's driving and all of a sudden this fucking like her big like scrapbook just hits the freaking windshield and then all the papers are like flying everywhere and she like stops in the middle of the road and then I love how like Lola just opens the door and is just standing there and she's like <sighs> and she looks absolutely fucking deranged. Uh-huh. And then like and- gets what? in the car and like attacks her and Holly opens the other door and falls out onto the road and Oof, they have yeah, that and then- struggle with the knife where Lola's on top, like still in the car, hanging halfway out, and Holly's like on the ground next to it. She's like lowering the knife to her. Yeah, and then she, like, tries to stab down, but misses, and, like, Holly gives her a nice good kick to the fucking face. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, yes, get her! Um, and then at the same time this is happening, Brent is, like, figures out how to climb out of the hole, because he stacks all the other bodies on top, and he climbs on top of the bodies, and then pulls himself out of the little cellar thing. And then, so he takes the cop's car, and he's, like, driving down the road, and this is his little redemption moment. Like, he gets that little moment where, instead of, like, losing control and swerving because when i first watched this i was like oh fuck is he gonna hit holly i thought so too i was like oh no is this gonna be this kind of movie where he like accidentally hits holly instead i was gonna i was gonna be really upset if that happened does because he's coming up on a hill and holly's like running and lola's chasing her yeah and then he like comes to the top of the hill and holly comes up and he swerves to miss her but then hits lola instead and launches her and then I love the scene when uh, Holly gets into the car with him and they're like sitting there and then you just hear like the the knife scraping yeah. on the road and then they like turn around and she's like crawling like dragging herself by the knife <sighs> on the ground and her like she's all broken and her arms are like I like her like her wrist is popped out of her mm-hmm. fucking skin and like Oh, and it makes me cringe when I watch the scene, not because of like the wrist breaking thing, but because I wonder if she actually was dragging herself along this actual road because her fo- she's using her elbows. And I'm like, oh, God, that must have hurt. Like, yeah, for the actress. I mean, like, because she's just mm-hmm. literally like dragging like, oh, and that asphalt is not smooth. It's like rough. And it's so, not really it's hot. Yeah. So not, must not have been comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And and then you like see her coming and then. They put it in reverse. Yeah, Brent puts it in reverse, and then you get like that nice little slow mo shot of her, like it coming to her face as she's like sitting there, and then all of a sudden, like it just jump cuts to her like head like folding back as the back of the car like goes over her. Yeah. So good. And then I want to know why after all of this, instead of taking him directly to the hospital, 
they go to his house. Right? Yeah. Like, they go and his mom comes out of the house and, like, hugs him and nobody is saying anything about the fact that he's, like, carved like a Thanksgiving turkey. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and can't speak, like, has a hole drilled in his freaking head. And his mom just hugs him, like, oh, hi, sweetie, missed you. Like, and then they don't even end up going to the hospital that you see. Well, I'm sure they took him to the hospital, but it doesn't show any of that. (laughs) I think that would be the first place you'd go. Yeah. Oh, well, and we also forgot to mention the scene where um, Jamie takes Mia home because Jamie takes Mia home and she's clearly fucked up. Like she's drunk high and (laughs) she walks in the house and he like kind of gives Jamie like a look like the fuck is wrong with you? And then he goes into like, this is when the, you know, the big twist of the movie, the whole reason why Mia and um, Jamie have these scenes in the first place is because the dad like goes in to like check on his daughter and Mia's like in the bed crying. And she's like, why can't you find him? And then you see that the picture on the beds, the bedside table next to her is the picture of Timmy or Timmy Valentine, the one that was in the book. So you find out that the guy that they almost ran over in the road is the same guy that was the sheriff's kid. Yeah. The one that killed his dad basically. Yeah. So I do, I do like that twist. I think it's very subtle and it's very, like, I like twists that are more subtle and not so much like, bam, here's a twist. We're going to put big music behind it and we're going to, like, make a big, big spectacle of it. Like, I feel like this movie is very subtle and it kind of lets you figure it out on your own. It doesn't be like, haha, here's a twist, you know? Right. And they also, like, basically tell you before because he comes up and he's like, like, when he's picking up for the dance, he's like, hey, Mr. Valentine. Well, I don't know if they actually say his name I'm when they're sure going they through this. When they're going through the scrapbook, I don't know if she actually says his name. She's like, I think she just refers to him as the one who got away. But she might have said Timmy Valentine, but maybe that's just like something subtle that the audience kind of forgets about. Yeah. Because I don't remember, like, I don't, I didn't remember that, like, he had said Timmy, uh, that he had said, oh, hi, Mrs. Valentine. And then if they did say Timmy Valentine, I didn't put two and two together the first time I watched it. Because I think you just forget about it because it's just so subtle. So far apart and everything. Which I just think is, like, so clever with the writing. Like, I think the writing of this is really clever that they, like, choose to put the scenes where they put the scenes. So, like, you kind of forget about certain things until later. Yeah. Because I feel like if they would have put those scenes closer together, it would have not worked. So. But, yeah. I I think my only issue with the way this movie ends is that it kind of just ends. And you (laughs) don't get, like, any sort of. (laughs) I said that word. It just kind of ends. Um. And you just but don't get does. like, yeah, you don't get a follow up. Like you don't know what happens to like Timmy, like Timmy's mom and his sister. Like you don't find out what happens with Brent and his mom and Molly or Holly. Um, like I, I, I feel like I would have liked a little bit more of like a, a closure of an ending, but I, I regardless, I still think this movie is very, very well done. Yeah. I like this movie a lot. It's, it's one of my favorites. So I'm actually surprised you didn't put it in your top five. Desert Island um, movies. Oh, I was like, what? Um, <laughs> huh? Desert Island. Yeah. No, I like this movie. I feel like I had just watched it not that long ago with dad, though. And so I just don't think I was ready for it again. So I wasn't yeah. like, was excited for it, you know, because I had just seen it. But I do really yeah. like this movie. 
Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, it's not a movie I watch all the time. Like, I kind of have to take take breaks in between watching it because it's not because Jennifer's Body, The Grudge, like all these other movies I can watch like all the time. But this movie, I just kind of like I have to watch it maybe like once every couple months or something. But it, it's still months. Damn. Yeah, that's how I am. <laughs> Don't you know? Don't you know? <clears throat> but yeah, um, any final thoughts besides like what we talked about already? Like any final thoughts with this movie before we get into our ratings? No. Good movie? Yeah, good movie. <laughs> it's a great, great, great movie for you. Okay, well, Maddie, what are your, uh, so we have the story rating, which is just like the, just the basic story, and then the quality rating, which is, you know, the cinematography, the acting, all that stuff. So out of 10, what do you give the story? Um, well, I had it down as 10 before this, but mm-hmm. I think I'm going to lower it to like okay. maybe an eight because I think that we discussed some pretty good like holes yeah like in it and everything um so i think like i love the concept because it's not something that i've like seen before of like the whole daughter daddy like (laughs) Um, duo (laughs) yeah like kidnapping and torturing it's and i love how like bloody and gory it is because they don't make a lot of movies like that anymore like yeah the real like i don't know twisted stuff i guess yeah but yeah, so like probably an eight. Okay. And I what about... I really do like the movie itself and like the story, but I do wish that there was a little bit more substance. I agree. Yeah, there could be a little bit more there for sure. And some of the character decisions that are made in this movie, I'm just kind of like, really? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, what about your quality rating? What's your quality rating? I'd give it like a nine. Okay. I'm going to, I like the, I think this whole movie like is crystal clear. Like, if that makes sense, like the quality of the like cinematography and just like everything. I like the music. I like everything. They have really cool shots like that are unique, like trans transitional stuff that they did that was cool. So yeah, like a nine. Yeah. I like there, there's one transition shot that I can think of like, when right before they go to dance it shows like the disco ball and you think mm-hmm. it's like the disco ball that's in the living room but then it like pans down it's like the disco ball at the dance yeah at the real dance and that's where she feels yeah. up. yeah it's like it's like these really cool transitions that i really like like with whether it's with music or with you know uh visuals it's really cool mm-hmm. um for me i'm gonna give the story and i'm gonna give it an 8.5 because I think, I think it's a really original story. Like, I mean, sure. Like it takes inspiration from certain things, but I think this is a really original story. I haven't, like you said, we haven't seen many of these movies where it's like a a father daughter type of duo thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I, I do like that aspect of it. I think I like how dark and disturbing it is, but I also like how, um, Sean Byrne, like, kind of manage to break those scenes up so that it's not all so heavy you kind of get like these kind of get these moments where you can kind of breathe for a second and then it goes back into it so it's like a roller coaster like i really like that aspect of it um and i really like the twist like i said i like how subtle the twist is it's almost kind of like a blink and you'll miss it type of thing 
Yeah. Because, like, if, if someone was, like, on their phone and not paying attention and didn't notice the picture on the nightstand, they wouldn't even know, like, what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have to you have to be present and in the moment to get the twist. It's not, like, this big, like, aha, yeah, here's a twist for you. We're going to just shove it in your face. Like, it's just very subtle. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then as far as the quality goes, I'm going to give it a 10 because I just think that's, like, quality-wise, this movie's perfect. I think the acting is fantastic. I mean, fucking... <laughs> uh, she... Robin McLevy, the one that plays Lola, she's just insane in this movie. Like she's I unhinged. Love her. Me too. Like and she's I great. I didn't like really talk about the acting with my quality rating, but I think that the acting is really good. Um, I don't really like the mom. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there's that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think like Lola and the dad's acting and Bright Eyes. She, like, has no screen time, really, but her acting is great. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it, I mean, honestly, she doesn't have lines, but she embodies that character really well. Really, really well, yeah. Oh, and, it's I mean, we forgot, we forgot about the scene where she smothers her with the pillow. Oh, cause... yeah. She goes back and kills Bright Eyes before she goes to go to his house. Yeah. Yeah, she, like, kills her, and then she's like, good night, mommy. Yeah, just so fucking crazy, um, <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. I, I love the cinematography. There's like you were saying, there were so many cool shots in this movie. Specifically, once you get into like the the prom scenes and stuff, like just that first shot when he wakes up and it's just like the shot of them like all sitting at the table and then like Lola like slowly leans into the shot. Like it's just such a cool mm-hmm. shot. Um, also, we keep saying prom. This isn't prom. Well. It's a dance. It's a school dance. <laughs> I feel like it should be prom, though. It's the end of the school dance. Okay, so prom, basically. They just call it the end of school dance in oh, Australia, yeah, maybe? The prom is, like, in May, huh? Or April or May. It, it is, like, really towards that. I don't know. I'm tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you were thinking maybe it was, like, a spring formal or something. No, I just, like, I sometimes people do dances, like, on the last day of school and stuff. Oh, I never did that. <laughs> we just had prom like two months before we graduated or maybe a month. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. no, this movie's great. I love it. I think it's aged very well, too, because this movie's what, 14 years old now after this year? Like it's 14 mm-hmm. years old. I just I think personally, this movie aged very, very well. So I don't I like find it. anything like glaringly wrong with it, aside from like the little nitpicky things that you and I both kind of brought up <laughs> throughout the discussion. But other than that, this is a pretty fucking solid movie. Yeah, so. it really is. I don't have a lot of negative things to say about it, especially like after the boy episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is a pretty good review from me. Gretita. <laughs> Greta. <laughs> Oh my god. Great acting, great quality, great everything. Great um, everything. Um favorite scene. What's your favorite scene? We might have already touched on that, but um I kind of I don't know that I really like have one that stands out to me as my favorite scene. I guess at the end when they hit her with the cars. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's very satisfying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that. I don't know. Okay. 
And I know what your least favorite scene is. Yeah, the finger licking good, sucking on her finger in front of daddy. Chugging um, down the mill. Him in the tree. That makes me kind Okay. Of that makes sense. Um, my favorite scene is just like that whole scene, like when he first wakes up. And then I also like the scene where he runs Lola over. That's like a great satisfying ending, mm-hmm. I think. And then my least favorite scene, probably the scene where like the whole like incesty shit happens where she's like, you're the prince, blah, blah, blah. It's just so mm-hmm. uncomfortable and weird. And like, yeah, I know why it needed to be in there because it's to like to make us feel uncomfortable. So like it definitely like, succeeded, but I, <laughs> it's just gross. Like I hate it. Yeah, I don't like that part. But also I kind of thought of a favorite scene for me. I do really, really like, and I kind of mentioned this earlier when she's like doing her burn book at the beginning and the song is just playing and it's panning around her room and like yeah. showing you her dolls and her like, princessy stuff that's in her room like it's just like really girl like little girly i really like that scene and then it's just her with that song and i just really like that scene for some reason yeah and it's like also like a really nice contrast because you see like all this cutesy like little girl shit but she ain't she ain't no fucking innocent little girl crazy yeah she's fucking insane so i like that contrast where it shows you like her room and it's like all nice and pretty and you know that song is also very like I don't know, whimsical, I guess. And then you get into mm-hmm. the next scene directly after that and you just see a switch like turn. And I love that. So yeah. good choice. But yeah. that's it, guys. That was the loved ones. Woo! <laughs> it's it's almost Maddie's bedtime. She's starting to lose some energy over there. Yeah, I really am. I flatlined like no, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really tired. That's why we needed snack time in between. Yes, with saltines. <laughs> Which is still yes, whatever. Um, I love you. Thank you for coming on this episode. Thanks for having me. Um, I want to have you on. Yes, I want to have you on again soon. Okay, maybe I'll um, remember more of the movie. We'll have to actually record when we say we're going to. You know what? Two weeks. I'm I'm sorry. I'm kidding. That there was a Super Bowl party going on downstairs. (laughs) No, but I that is honestly like an issue though because. I kind of forgot everything. These notes sucks. <laughs> like that's on me though, because I was like, oh, we're going to record tomorrow. So I'll take notes of stuff I like, but I'll remember like what happens in order. Yeah. I have no idea what. The well, technically it's not really your job to know what happens next. It's mine. So that's I, true. you do, you just come, you take your notes, you come with what you wanted to talk about. I'm the one that has to like, <laughs> I'm the one that has to go through the whole movie. So you're fine. You did great. I love it. Yeah. I'll edit out all the parts where we were like, wait, what scene is this? <laughs> yeah. Except for the part where you were like, who? <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part. That was so funny. Oh my God. But yes, um, I love you. You're my I favorite person you. in the whole fucking world. Oh, you're mine too. We're like best friends. So. Besties. Best friends. Let's be friends. Best friends. <laughs> um but yeah you can find me at the we love horror podcast i'm on instagram i do have a tiktok and i have a youtube channel that i just started a month ago it's called anything and everything horror you can find me on there um please subscribe 
that would be amazing because I haven't gotten to post anything in a while because I've been moving and all that fun shit. So once I get my setup back here, I know it's really boring back here too, huh, Maddie? Because I have nothing right yeah. set up yet. So um, once I get everything set up, we'll, uh, yeah, I'll get back on <laughs> to recording epi- or recording videos for YouTube. So, um, but yeah, also I have a Patreon and uh, merch. So if you guys want to support the podcast that way, you guys can also do that. And you can listen to me on all podcasting platforms. And this was the episode. I hope you all have a good February, Valentine's Day month. And thank you, Maddie, for coming on. Thanks for having me. So fun. And and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Is it finger looking good, Gratita? (laughs) Sit. Finger looking good. Good. (laughs) Good.